Well, good morning once again, and um, I just want to give a shout out to Alan for sharing a part of his story, and um, he has a poster downstairs, if you haven't seen it, uh, Employee of the Month, and he's Employee of the Month the last eight months, straight, <laughs> as the Chief Pastor Wrangler, uh, and needs a lot of help, yeah. right? <laughs> no, it's teasing, but uh, I just want to give a shout out for him for sharing his story, because Alan, um, he is a pastor in his own right. He serves in a, in a lot of uh, back behind the scenes roles here, but I'll never forget a, a very uh, pivotal moment in the life of this church. Some decisions that were being made, and, and I was just a hot mess. I mean, like I was yesterday, dropping my first daughter off to college. I was a hot mess, and Alan just came up and he bear hugged me. No words. And he just bear hugged me. And he ministered to me in that moment, and I'm indebted to him for the way that he leads and the way that he loves and how he continues to live out how his story has changed because of God and because of God's church, Christ's church. It's a testimony that your story and my story, our stories can change in the presence of God. Amen? And in the presence of his people, the church, and I'm talking big C church, which we, the way, are part of that. We're a small C church, but we're part of the big church, Christ's body. And for those of you that may be joining us for the first time today, and those of you who may be streaming for the first time, I know we may have streaming technical difficulties. Oh, we're up. All right. I just want to say we're glad you're here. We are so glad that you're here, and we want you to know that you are welcome here. You're always welcome to be a part of the way where we're committed to introducing people through Je- to Jesus through sharing in hope, living with purpose, for the sake of others. So just as you heard from Alan, over the next several weeks, we're going to have a number of people share their story, their story of how their story has become part of the bigger story, God's story, and how the church has been a part of bringing them into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we're not only going to be listening to people's testimonies, but we're also going to be looking at people's lives that were changed by God. And, and became part of the bigger story where God begins to rewrite their story. And so today, I want to offer us a brief reflection on a woman named Leah. All the way back in the Old Testament times in Genesis, the very first book of the Bible. For those that may not be familiar, I want to invite you to turn with me to chapter 29. And I'm just going to read for us four verses, beginning in verse 31. And you can read along on the screens or just simply listen into God's word for us this morning. When the Lord saw that Leah was not loved, he enabled her to conceive. But Rachel remained childless. Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son, and she named him Reuben, for she said, It is because the Lord has seen my misery. Surely my husband will love me now. She conceived again. And when she gave birth to a son, she said, Because the Lord heard that I am not loved, he gave me this one too. So she named him Simeon. Again, she conceived, and and when she gave birth to a son, she said, Now, at last, my husband will become attached to me, because I have borne him three sons. So she named him Levi. She conceived again, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, This time, I will praise the Lord. So she named him Judah. Then she stopped having children. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you go to the Lord with me in prayer this morning? 
Oh my God, I just thank you for the testimony already. I thank you for the voices lifted up in praise. And God, I know that all of us here have brought all kinds of things in our hearts and minds before you. And I thank you that you're big enough to take them all. And so in these moments, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would move in us. Lord, that you would settle our hearts and our minds and our spirits. Open our hearts, open our eyes and our ears to your word. So we might encounter the living word, your son, Jesus Christ. So do this, Lord, even in spite of me this morning. Help us to hear from you. For it's just you that we need to hear from. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. And all the church said, Amen. Amen. When the Lord saw that Leah was unloved. I don't know about you, but I couldn't get past that first phrase in this text as I began to reflect on this. To think about how jarring is that to hear. When the Lord saw that Leah was unloved. And it led me to ask this question. How many of us have ever felt unnoticed or unloved anybody this morning i think if we're honest nearly all of us perhaps have felt that we've gone unnoticed or we've been unloved in some way or some season in our life and perhaps that's you this morning and if that is stick with me and stick with god when the lord saw that leah was unloved It also leads me to ask the question, is there any bit of her story that we can kind of understand how he came to see this? What is taking place in her life that would lead God to see this? What's the backstory for Leah? And and, and here's the backstory. If you look back, it's all really contained in this one chapter, if you will. And that's this. First of all, she's the older of two sisters. Rachel being the youngest. And, and, And the writer of Genesis goes on to describe her as having weak eyes. And juxtaposed to that, the writer tells us that Rachel is described as having a lovely figure and was beautiful. And so on the scene comes Jacob. Jacob, the the grandson of Abraham, has been sent from Canaan back to his hometown, if you will, back to his home village to to find a wife among his own people. And, And it is love at first sight, but not with Leah, but rather with Rachel, because he meets her at a well. And helps her water her father's sheep. And let me tell you, you know, any of you guys that have fallen head over heels or any of you girls that have fallen head over heels over a guy and you just, you've fallen in love. Let me tell you, this is what Jacob did. He said, hey, I'll work for seven years for the right to have Rachel's hand. Now, guys, how many of you have offered your future father-in-law the ability to work for seven years for the right to marry their daughter? I have two daughters. I'm kind of liking that idea. (laughs) Seven years. I can get 14 years between the two daughters, right? I mean, this is kind of cool, right? But no, I mean, he works for seven years for Rachel's hand. Only when it comes time to be extended her hand, Laban gives Leah's hand to him instead. And if you know the backstory of Jacob, the deceiver has now been deceived, right? But Jacob's persistent. And he goes back to Laban and he says, hey, I'll give you another seven years if I can also marry Rachel. Which he did. I don't know about y'all, but can any of y'all see the train wreck coming? There's a train wreck coming. And if you look just one verse before what we read, we find this. We find the writer saying his love, that is, Jacob's love for Rachel was greater than his love for 
for Leah. You talk about being in a difficult place. You talk about why being married to more than one person at a time is not a good idea. It's self-evident here in God's word, isn't it? Leah is in an untenable situation, and she's desperate for affection. And I don't think a single person here could fault her for seeking the love of her husband and the affection in his attention. And we find that God takes notice as we read, when the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he went on to do something. He says, he enabled her to conceive. Now, Leah saw this as a break that she needed. She thought that maybe by having some kid that she might get her husband's affection, only it didn't work, nor would it work. First, we find Reuben, then we find Simeon, then we find Levi. And with each of these sons, Leah is hoping that by the birth of a son, that she would win the attention, she would win the affection, she would win the love of her husband. But she didn't. You see, I think Leah is not the last woman to ever discover that a pregnancy will not guarantee the support and love of a spouse. Time and time after time, she sought the approval of her husband, and the affection that she desired from him, and she would not receive it. Leah is jealous of her younger sister for getting all of Jacob's attention. And Rachel, in turn, is jealous of Leah getting all the kids. But something changed. Something changed between that third child and that fourth child. Something begins to change within Leah. Because if you look at how she responds after the first three sons, it's a lament toward her husband. But with the coming of her fourth son, she has a praise toward God. With the coming of the birth of Judah, she says, This time I will praise the Lord. So what's changed? Has her circumstances changed? No. She's got one more diaper to change. But not the change of attention of her husband. You see, I can't help but think that what she came to realize is that even if Jacob would not honor her, God would. And God was honoring her. She came to realize that God faithfully cherishes and faithfully pursues after each and every one of us. She came to realize that while she may never measure up in the eyes of her husband, she was more than enough in the eyes of God. For those of you today that are struggling with whether you would ever measure up, whether it's in a spousal relationship or a friend relationship or whatever it is here to me today, even if you feel like you cannot measure up, you are more than enough. In the eyes of God. You are more than enough in the eyes of God. And in the case of Leah, did, did, you, did you catch the names of some of those that she gave birth to? You see, she gave birth to Levi. And if you remember centuries later, it was the Levitical priesthood that was established through Moses and Aaron that would help deliver her ancestors from slavery. The Levitical priesthood came through Leah's womb. Also, you look at the kings, David and Solomon, the the tribe of Judah, if you will. The kings that would lead ancient Israel came from the womb of Leah. And ultimately, the, the king of kings, Jesus Christ, the very son of God, came through the line of Judah. You talk about being honored by God. 
When the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he enabled her to conceive and brought forth the Savior of us all, Jesus Christ. You see, through Leah's story, we see a God that hears our cries, sees every pain, knows of every sting of injustice that we have gone through. And we also see a God that honors those we often overlook. Because, yes, we have overlooked some people, haven't we? People that have gone unnoticed. People that are unloved by us. And we see a God that offers each of us a role and a purpose in his redemptive kingdom. For you see, when the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he offers something greater. His own love. His own love. And the same is true for you and for me. God sees you even when you're unnoticed. God sees you even when you're unappreciated. God sees you even when you are unloved by others. God sees you and he says, I love you so much that I am willing to send my son to come after you. And in Jesus, God not only sees how we have been rejected or unloved, but he knows knows what it's like to be rejected, to be unappreciated, to not be loved. And yet he chose to come anyway. And he chose to lay down his life anyway for you, for me, for all of humanity. Praise be to God for that. Amen? Amen. You see, when we begin to grasp this, when we begin to grasp this, our story can begin to change. I think in many ways what Alan shared with, with the depression that he walks through, he began to see his story change when he began to realize that he is loved beyond all measure by a God that came and laid his life down for him. And that his love is sufficient even when he feels like he may not have it from someone else. You see, when we begin to grasp this, we begin to shift our focus on focusing on ourselves to how God is so intunely focused on and concerned for us. When we begin to grasp this, we no longer play the comparison game. When we begin to grasp this, we no longer allow being unloved or unnoticed to define or confine us. Rather, we allow the love of Christ to fill us and to flow through us. And we begin to recognize that our story, your story, my story, our story, is part of a far bigger story. God's story. God's story. So I just simply want to ask you this morning as we begin this series, what's your story? What's your story? Ladies and gentlemen, what's your story? Do you realize that it can be rewritten? Because of Christ, your story can change. And church... We're supposed to be the embodiment of Christ, his love to the world. Empowered by his Holy Spirit, we are the ones that are to have eyes to see and ears to hear. Those that feel unseen. Those that feel unloved. Those that feel unwelcomed. And introduce them to the one who can change their story. Change the script in their hearts and their minds. They are loved. 
that they are worthy, that they are forgiven, that they belong, and that they're part of something bigger. They're part of God's story too. Amen? Amen. Would you pray with me this morning? Almighty God, I thank you for this new series. And I thank you for a chance to reflect on our stories. I thank you for Alan sharing this morning. I thank you as we look to the story of Leah that we see that you see us. And you know the depths of what we go through. You know our sense of unworthiness, our sense of not being noticed, our sense of not being loved or lovable. And you see it and you've done something about it. You sent your son, Jesus Christ. And God, likewise, you know where we have failed to love and failed to notice and failed to build up others. And yet you died for us too. So praise be to God this morning that our stories, all of our stories can change because of your son, Jesus Christ, what he has done for us and what he wants to do through us. Empower us to embrace our story as part of the bigger story, your redemptive story. and Help us to take our place, like Leah, in the kingdom work of God. I ask this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And all of God's children said, Amen. 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 And y'all know-